Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 119. On this episode, we break down The Red Knight by Yasun Kral. In addition to that, we actually started bringing back some current event stuff, which is always, I believe, audience favorites. So, as always, sit back, listen, and enjoy. <laughs> it's the best way to start off cable, any podcast. Cable guy, right? Uh, that is for sure cable guy. Yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan. Red Knight going. Down. You know that movie actually hey, kind Steven. of borderline creeped me out. Yeah, the part where he's running and it's the, the, the dream. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is actually pretty scary. It's a little terrifying. Steven. Steven. <laughs> I like how his voice gets real low. And they put like the little bit of a throttle on his throat. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. You know what I just realized is I'm actually have to pause this for a second because I do need to shoot that video and I never hit the record button. That's okay, bro. So it's going to be a quick pause, but no one's going to really know because I'm going to just be right back at it. Yeah, no problem. All right, stop being creepy and looking at the camera. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I can see you in my peripheral. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so that spoiled it right there, right? Red Knight going down? I mean, maybe. I mean, the title for sure. I, I, I know we... We always assume that people just don't read anything. They just happenstance come across an episode of the hot tick and go, oh, my God, I didn't know this was going to be that about that. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. in the title. It's in the description. It's in the post. Right. You know. Yasum Krul. Yasum Crawl. Yeah. Yasum Crawl, Red Knight. And, of course, I feel it's appropriate to play that before. Every single time I hear anything night, yeah. I just go, dan, dan, dan. Red Knight going down. It's one of my favorite. You know, it's like anything with Jim Carrey. I think I quote more of his movies than I do anything else. I quote Ace Ventura all the time. I quote Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. What else do I quote? What's the other big one? Oh, a lot. Uh, I've qu- I quoted The Mask like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, who quotes The Fucking Mask? That's true. Me, myself, and Irene's pretty good. That's a good. That's it. It's actually a really underrated movie. Yeah. Liar Liar was good. You can quote Liar Liar, The Claw. Yeah. That's become popular because of White Claws as of recent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. I bought, going for us. I bought White Claws the other day. They're not a sponsor. They're delicious. They are. You know, here's the thing. I get ridiculed for drinking White Claws. It's, it's become less and less. It's become more accepted. It's moved its way into like, um, like a white girl tranquilizer into... Hey, I can be a guy, but also be conscious of like, you know, not putting on the pounds and drinking something that's a little bit more beneficial for your body. Yeah. It's become more accepted. And I've tried like so many iterations of these sparkling alcoholic beverages, like a ton of, I have a new brand in the fridge now. Like I'm just trying all kinds of stuff. They're delicious. Yeah. They're like the, um, they're like the diets drink, like the people that go on diets. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that's what they're intended to do. Yeah. It's funny to me how some other organizations have taken it a step further, though. Like, now you have the Natty Light ones where we're, like, into the 6-7% alcohol range, which is getting up there. Oh, yeah. And then you have PBR version that's coming out that's going to be 8, and then 4 Locos, like, I'm going to drop a bomb on all of you, and I'm going to make a hard seltzer that's 15%. Yeah, and... um, Which will murder you. Here's the thing, like, um, back in my... uh my college youth 
Um, I used to go to a lot of uh, college parties. And um, one of the drinks of choice uh, before heading out into the uh, what we called the ghetto of UD, um, which is mostly college houses and dormitories, uh, we would go and, and we would raid people's homes and pretend like we know one of them. And like, hey, we're just here for the drinks. Where's hey. Where's Tommy at? Where's Tommy? Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's Tommy. Okay, excuse me. I'm going to go over here. And then uh. you go into the kitchen <laughs> and you get free drinks, right? And we would do that all the time. But before we did that, we needed liquid courage. Yeah. And the liquid courage, we, uh, our poison of choice um, was um, Sparks Black Label, like the black oh, I rim with Sparks. the plus symbol, which was like the highest alcohol content, Sparks. And then if, if, if they didn't have that, which before they got rid of the brand for a little while, it was Four Loco. Mm-hmm. And Four Loco um, was known for not only giving you the biggest sugar high of your fucking caffeinated life. But it gave you the shits, too. It gave you the squirts. And on top of that, people drinking like a lot of those on top of liquor were pe- people were literally dying. They were dying, yeah. They were literally dying. And or it was like, do you ever see the video of the guy who does four? And he, he documents. He literally has like a webcam. Oh, I can't even imagine. And it's like the four stages of four loco. Like, oh, dude, I can't even imagine. And he like he like completely rages and like rips apart his like dorm. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. But yeah, I mean, we would do that. And it was like we were hopped up, man. It was like we were on cocaine. Yeah. And we would go to parties and like drink their fucking shitty ass Milwaukee's best, which we called the beast. And then Natty, we, you know, Natty Light, we would get Natty. And it would just be that all fucking night. And, we, yeah. and then at two in the morning, when our sugar rush is coming down, we've got the most killer headache of our fucking lives. You would start butt chugging. We, <laughs> we would get Cousin Vinny's pizza. Oh, yeah. We, we would get Cousin Vinny's to bring us and deliver us some of their glorious Big Ten pizzas for $10. You get a large one-topping pizza, two soft drinks, and fucking breadsticks and cheese. And we would do that every night at 2 in the morning. Why did you just give them free advertisement? Not a sponsor. <laughs> Cousin Vinny's is arguably the worst pizza around, but there's moments in time like where... And only really late, right? Really late. It's yeah. the thing that I ate after my wedding. Yeah. Because I was so intoxicated. Yeah. And then was like, Cousin Vinny sounds amazing. But it only ever sounds amazing under those conditions. It never sounds amazing where I am right-minded and in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. No one has ever bought a Cousin Vinny's before sundown. Ever. Yeah. There's a reason their hours are from like four to four. <laughs> what was the craziest is when you're all horned up and you're with a with a with a lady you've never met before, and, you and you're order, rubbing the breadstick on her face. Yeah, you order cousin Vinny's, drip the cheese off her lip, and then you're so drunk still, and you're like fooling around with some stranger girl. Yeah, and you're eating cousin Vinny's stranger girl, and huh? like you've got like all this pizza sauce on your fingers, but then when you like finger her and you pull it out, it's like, oh, the pizza sauce is gone. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it just took a turn. Um, I did want to <laughs> say something. You look different. Do I? Yeah. It's weird. I shaved. I was going to say something to you when you walked in. You just, you look different today. Mm. You know what I think it is? I don't know. I think it's employment. <laughs> employed. I'm employed. I'm self-employed. Well. <laughs> okay. 
But now, now technically, you're going to be employed by a new organization. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. You sound less happy about it than everyone else around you, which is a very strange thing. It's odd. It's just I've, I've done it myself for so long. Mm-hmm. And str- self-pleasure. You're not used to pleasure with other people. <laughs> right. And I, right. I struggled for so long trying to get a startup off the ground that basically sucked me dry of all the money I'd ever accrued. There's a lot of sexual innuendos <laughs> in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then, I, then, then while stepping out of that position, try to start up my own like creative service agency. Which you've done a good job of. Yeah, which I've done a very good job of in a very short period of time. But um, it's just that is also very sapping. Right. And I'm just getting real. I just need like a reset. Yeah, your stress levels were kind of going through the roof there for a little bit. Yeah. So, I was concerned. But yes, um, v- very likely uh, I will be signing in a, a contract with a, uh, um, an agency of sorts in Cincinnati that is primary, primarily what they do is design and develop digital products for Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies. Nice. So that's great. And really uh, good. the flexibility that they're also giving me allows me to do a lot of other things on top of it. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. It's music to my ears for sure. So um, 2019 is going to be a very <laughs> lucrative income year for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Probably, let's say you, I have a feeling, I would say, well, let's say this, by the end of, or let's, let's use the time frame of June 1st, mm-hmm. 2019 to June 1st, 2020. Oh, yeah. You will probably have made more money in that time period than you've made collectively in the past 15 years. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> for sure. Like, listen, you, you'd be surprised what you could do with uh, $17,000 a year. <laughs> Little kid, you'd be surprised. But when you're, ma- when you're making, uh, uh, well, nearly nine times that <laughs> like right uh there's a lot more stuff you can do ton more stuff you can do um, i'm not gonna get crazy because i've learned to live very frugally for a very long time but uh yeah it should be an interesting uh transition for me i'm excited for you yeah i think it's gonna be pretty cool i think also that Working for other people isn't as challenging as you think it may be. You're just out of practice. That's true. There's some good people out there. And organizations finally are, most of them, not most of them, a lot of them, especially the more progressive ones, are really amplifying the message of like creating a balance in people's lives because they know they get more productivity out of it. It's not, it's no longer the crack the whip mentality anymore like it was even 10, 15 years ago when I started working. Yeah. That dynamic has shifted dramatically over time where it's now like giving people flexibility giving them autonomy and control of the work that they produce allowing for creativity yeah a lot of that has to do with like investing back into the person as opposed to looking at the bottom line dollar of the organization you get more productivity out of people who are just generally overall happy in their position totally yeah i dig it but hey we got to move on i have this thing that I wanted to play. This is the funniest thing. This happened in the beginning of September. And by the way, there's so many funny, there's so much funny shit that happens in Ohio. I found this through national news. Really? But it's something that happened in Sharonville, which you and I are in Sharonville. I'm in Sharonville twice a week. Yeah. You're in Sharonville once a week. Yeah. Like we know Sharonville. We're there all the time. Yeah. This happened 
a guy called into the Sharonville police station. Now I'm going to set the stage for what has happened. <laughs> a guy called into the Sharonville police station and wanted to file a complaint because cops took his weed away from him. <laughs> oh no. And the first part of the conversation is hysterical. So I want to play it real quick and then we'll talk about it. It's sure. really funny. Hi, uh, is this the sheriff? This is Sergeant Mark Duddleson with the Sheriffville Police. How can I help you? All right, my name's Bell. I had two cops come here last night and steal my f***ing weed, and I want it back. What's your first name? Yeah. What's your last name? Spell it for me. Okay, where, what, what address are you talking about? Yeah, I was I was staying at a hotel last night at the night at the time. My wife had some problem. They had to call him, and my wife had my weed in her purse, and the mother cops took it. It was only like four grams, but it was really good weed. It was only like four grams, but it was like you know prestige weed, and the motherfuckers took it. And from what I know, a hundred grams is cool, right? Or am I wrong? You are wrong. I'm wrong. What do you mean by that? Do you think it's cool? Where, where did you get that information? What, what are you talking about? A hundred grams is legal. Am I wrong? No, it's not. What county is this? This is in Hamilton County. Hamilton County, a hundred grams is legal. Okay, well, I mean, it's not. I'm just here to tell you that it's not. What do you mean it's not, dude? Where have you been the past two months? Okay. Two months ago, it got passed. A hundred grams. You guys don't... Take it, no f***ing ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not hysterical? So, That's some prestige weed. <laughs> does he not fucking good weed? Does he not sound like the guy that would call in and complain about oh, someone stealing sure. his weed? Like as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, totally makes sense. I can already see him. No offense to him, short, kind of spiky haircut, borderline like a small crew cut, right? Um, facial stubble probably very dark skin because he spends most of his time outside as a contractor wearing a Bengals gray t-shirt that he bought for 15 bucks at the thrift store and fucking blue jeans that are way too baggy for his legs. Probably. You know what I'm saying? So you probably nailed it. Yeah. So what I love about the call is the fact that it was like, it was some really good weed. It was <laughs> prestige weed. <laughs> it's like, and as far as I'm concerned, 100 grams is legal. Dude, that's the no, best part. Sir, and I guess like, it's not. No, it's not. So this is in Hamilton County, Ohio. This is a county just right south of us, which is hilarious because in Ohio, the only loosened rules on weed, and this is, this does not, this is not inclusive of legality, <laughs> it's just decriminalized, <laughs> meaning that they confiscated the weed out of his wife's purse, and but didn't he didn't get them. in trouble for yeah, it. They just took it. It's like, wait, where are we? Are we in Hamilton County? Yes, sir, but it's not legal. Wait, is this not Hamilton County, Arizona? <laughs> he does sound lost when he calls like, in. Like he doesn't know what where he's at. What if you were so high you had no idea where you were? That was me last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where am, am I? I? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I thought it was hilarious too. It's like when I saw it, I was like, did this really happen in Sharonville? And then I did a little bit more research, and it was Sharonville Police Station guy called in. And the, what initially had happened was it was a noise complaint from yeah. neighbors on his wife specifically. She was yeah. the one that got into trouble. Well, of course, 
as cops do. They search things. They search her purse, found the weed. They're like, you know, like they just took it and were what, like, come on. What if he was so stupid? He just started giving up way more details than was necessary. Yeah, I mean, I bought it from Marcus Rubio on Reading Road. You know that spot in between the speedway and the police station? Yeah, yeah I bought it from Marcus there. He lives up the street. He's about, he's about a block up. It's like the red house on the right. Right. He's you just, see, it's a green car. It drives a green Chevy S10. Right. You, you can't miss him. You can't him. miss him. A little heavy set. The exhaust is hanging down. It drags the ground. Shoots sparks everywhere when he's going down the street. You can't miss him. Like, he's about 250, kind of big pot belly. Probably drinks a lot of Bud Light. But the reality is he did have a gun on him. I don't know if it was licensed or not. But he lives <laughs> up the street. You won't miss him. <laughs> Some prestige weed, bro. Right. Some fucking prestige he starts, weed. He starts like deconstructing the entire criminal like trade of That'd marijuana in the area just by like, I just want my weed back. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. I love that the guy it's great to me that people are so bold to be like, what the fuck? Like the injustice here is not that you had an illegal substance on you. The injustice is that the police did their job and took it from you. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Like I don't know how much was there. It said it was 100 grams. Yeah. It's a decent little a, chunk of weed. That's a big chunk, yeah. And that's what they confiscated. He was just like so upset about it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm filing a complaint. <laughs> I want my weed back. I think what he thought is that the cops probably took his weed and smoked it for themselves, which if I was a cop, I'd totally do. Totally. I'm not going to take it back to the station. Yeah. Certainly not going to fucking put it out on the ground. And I'll bet you the words out of the cops mouth like, this is some fucking prestige this is, weed. Yeah, they get in the car and they're like, this is some, some, some prestige weed. Yeah. If I ever ever opened up a weed operation, I'd call it prestige weed. <laughs> Dude. It's a great. You and can, just use that clip. <laughs> you can easily rack it up. You can, you can easily increase the margins of it by 25%. Oh, for sure. So you slap a word like that's, prestige. That's some prestige weed. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. He's uh Put a gold gold star sticker on it now the cool thing about it is is i don't know that they ever release his name they may have and i'm sure you could probably, could probably find, find it. it yeah he's probably been he's in the not system that before. far away he's probably been in the system before like i kind of want to find him yeah i want to talk to him we can we can invite him over i kind of want to see if we can tell him to meet us at peg's pub that's fucking he's probably already there we just don't know it's him. dude what if he is there he probably what is. if we've met this fucking guy he sounds like a peg's pub type of dude. what if he's the ponytail guy that always talks to me i don't think that would that doesn't sound right this guy sounds younger oh that's true the ponytail guy i think is a little older he's definitely older he's got right? a good mustache on him though yeah he does um let's pivot this is a weird story this is something that it literally freaked me out. Now, you can't see the image unless you look it up, and I highly encourage you to do okay. so. Um, here, okay, so here's how it reads. <clears throat> this family, uh, they're a couple, adopt what they think is a six-year-old girl. Hmm. Ends up being, and I'm kind of spoiling the story here, ends up being an adult dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, is a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so... So did he put himself up there to be adopted? No, 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 no. So what happened was, okay, this, uh, uh, a couple, they're called the Barnetts, adopted a girl from the Ukraine named Natalia back in 2010. They were told she was six, but even they suspected that that wasn't right because they said her vocabulary and her teeth suggested that she was older, meaning that her adult teeth had already grown in. Now, there's pictures of her, and you look at her, and you go, 
oh, that's an adult. It's really fucking creepy. So what happened was is the the story isn't as weird as this quote unquote six year old normal girl who is actually an adult dwarf gets adopted. She's a psychopath. She tries to kill the family. What? She does all kinds of weird shit. Like she stood, she was like standing over the mom with like a knife in her hand one night. She like just wakes up and she's just standing over her. What? Some creepy ass shit. Yeah. And so the story progresses. So she is technically a fucking psychopath as well. They said that she's trying to hide the fact that she's not an adult. So when she would have a period, she would just throw the clothes away. So they couldn't, so they didn't know and they couldn't find out. Like the mom found, she was like, I found bloody clothes in the trash can. I was like, what the fuck? What the? Now here's, here's the weirdest part about the story. Yeah. I don't want to say it's the weirdest part. It's probably the saddest part. She the, died? No. Oh. The adult mom and dad who suspected at, after they adopted this Ukrainian yeah. lady, adult, yeah. suspected she was an adult, were like, we got to abandon ship. <laughs> we can't. This isn't right. They're now being sentenced and charged for neglect of a minor. Even though doctors have confirmed and the girl has already admitted she's actually 18 years old. What the fuck? Yeah. She's now currently 18. At the time of which the parents suspected that she wasn't a child, like right at the time they suspected she wasn't six years old, they had blood work done on her at a doctor. And this doctor, based upon her bone density, said she was at a minimum 14 years of age. Oh my god. How crazy is that shit? Did they get her from did they make a mistake and get her from the LPA of America? Like, do you know what that is? No, is it the little people of America? Yeah. It's possible. Like they just like maybe they're slightly illiterate. <laughs> Dude, it's weird. You gotta look it up because the girl her name's Natalia. Just put adopted Natalia. Dude, it's weird because you could see where she kind of looks like a kid, but then you look at her little stubby arms and you're like, yeah, she actually may be a dwarf. She may be an adult dwarf, but she has like, she has an adult mouth, but like a kid's eyes. Super strange. The crazy thing is, is she's tried to fucking kill the family. That's the nuts thing. That's a dwarf. Here's what she said. She was standing over people in the middle of the night. You couldn't go to sleep. We had to hide all the sharp objects. (laughs) <laughs> i mean she's a dwarf yeah she's a dwarf but they but the adoption agency said she was six years old she convinced them that she was six she didn't come with any papers so they couldn't confirm her age until they did the bone density test where the doctor literally said at that particular time which is back in 2010 that she was at least 14 years of age she has tits yeah i know it's creepy you you tell me what six-year-old yeah. that isn't obese has tits yeah I mean, the parents suspected it. They obviously are not the smartest people in the world. Clearly. The crazy thing now is, is they fucking, the parents were arrested for neglect. And now here's what the mom did. The mom actually paid because they lived in North Carolina and they moved. The family moved to Canada, kept the little dwarf in her own little house. The mom paid for the rent in the house. Didn't, she could have easily, my opinion is, is once the bone density test was done, and you, you understand the that the child's center. no longer six. You have, in my opinion, have no longer any obligation to that child. Yeah. Like, your obligation ends, especially with this little psychopath running around that's standing over you with fucking knives. Yeah. And is literally trying to kill the entire family. The little girl, I don't know, she's not a little girl, the fucking adult dwarf admitted that she tried to kill the family. 
Oh my god. She's in a psych ward now, but the family is still being charged with neglect like of a, a minor. Like a little padded room? Yeah. I, well, I mean, they probably just put her in a kennel. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking bizarre because Isn't I, it so strange? I I just I'm baffled. I'm just baffled by how something like this could go so long through naivety. It's and well, it didn't. The the thing is is the parents knew like the parents suspected it early on. It's but like, they had already signed the adoption papers. Like this child was theirs. Imagine si- they spent a lot of time proving that she wasn't a child. Imagine you as a couple. You you put this dwarf to bed. Think it's a six year old, and you you laying down on the bed together in your own room. Table lamp still on. I know where you're going with this, and it's gonna make me nauseous. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna go there. Okay, but just imagine you're you're just laying there with your significant other, and you're like, "So, um, what do you think about our new daughter, honey? I think she's a dwarf. Yeah, I think she's an adult dwarf. No, no, no. She's a six year old little girl. She's just thicker. She's just thicker, honey. Why does she have tits, no. sweetie? She has mammary glands. That's a goddamn woman. Oh, also. They admitted that she had pubic hair. The mo- <laughs> and that's that's the crazy thing. Go- <laughs> the crazy thing is, is the mom, the mom literally goes, "We thought it was weird she had pubic hair." Well, at six years old, no fucking shit. Now again, not the brightest people in the world. No. I feel like if it were you and I inserted in this situation, I would have seen that little girl for the first time, and I would went, "That's an adult dwarf." Yeah, that's not a six. Imagine kid. giving this. That's an adult dwarf. <laughs> Like, even her teeth. Look at her teeth. Like, they even were like, it looks like she has adult teeth. No fucking kidding. Look at the chompers on her. Imagine. It's like, okay, time to take a bath. And it's like the dad, like, time to give you a bath. And this little dwarf jumps in the back. And you, like, look down. And you're like, this thing's got tits and pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> this thing has tits and pubic hair. Uh, Joanne, can you come here a second? Yeah, just lay in the, just sit in the water. We'll, we'll. You want bubble bath? Okay. Joanne, get in here real quick. Yeah, just um, you want to, yeah, just sit there for a second. I'm gonna get your mom. Joanne. Yeah. What? What? Um, take a look. <laughs> what? What is that? Is that dirt? What is that dirt on her? Is that dirt on her crotch? I think it's fucking hair. She got hair shrubs. She's got. I mean, I don't know if you notice this or not. But she even has fucking hair around her nipples. What six-year-old has hair around her nipples? <laughs> Is that not the strangest thing in the it's world? the strangest shit in the world, dude. It's, 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 it's probably the coolest story I've seen of 2019. Like the, one, <laughs> like the one that I would say like freaks me out the most is this little girl who is pretending to be a little girl who is a Ukrainian adult dwarf who is also a psychopath who has tried to murder her adopted family. This is like... A movie should be made. This is like a Chucky movie. Yeah, real-life Chucky movie. Totally is. This is child's play in real life. I'm telling you. Instead of a doll, it's a Ukrainian adopted... I'm going to say this. Release date 2022. (laughs) Yeah. Movie called Natalia. Oh, totally. It's kind of got that... uh, exotic flair to dude, it dude you could turn this into a real fucking creepy movie yeah a really creepy movie speaking of saw joker last night bam um dude 
This is terrifying me. It's um, it's really fucking creepy. She looks like she's a dwarf. She is a dwarf. And when I saw the picture, I was like, "How did you mistake her for a six-year-old kid?" She's got the dwarf arms. She's got an adult head. She's an adult mouth. It's creepy as shit. But she does have an element of toddler to her, though. You she must does. admit, she does a little bit. Like she's got that porcelain soft skin. Like she does kind of have the toddler look. So part of me at like, let's call it a Mona Lisa, right? Mona Lisa from far away. I'm like, yeah, not too bad. You get up on Mona Lisa, you go, you're hideous as fuck. That's how I would feel about this adult dwarf. My thought in my head is far away. I go six year old kid, five feet away from me, adult dwarf. The fact that the family could not put that together, that that's concerning. Don't get the family on neglect. Get the family on stupidity. Um, Mark, have you seen, have you seen my vibrator? I mean, no, I don't keep track of your shit. I swear, I'm missing a fu- I'm missing a fucking vibrator. Wait, you hear that? <laughs> yeah. And then they open the door. It's like, oh my god! Six years do six year olds use vibrators? They do now. Tweed whacking that pubic hair. <laughs> How fucking nutty. What, that nutty? what a cool toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if she just pretends, just takes it out, and just like flop it around like, ooh. Oh, stick it in my bum. It's a crown. It's a crayon. Oh, it feels so weird in my butt. <laughs> All right. That's gross. Yeah. Um, this whole thing is gross, Corey. This, this whole thing's gross. I thought they were two fascinating stories. <laughs> This whole thing's fucked up. Two of my favorites in quite some time. Um, With that being said, we've got our scar review coming up. And after the review, I have something fun for you and I to do. Okay. So we are going to break down the Yasam Krul. Is that how you say it? I know it's Yas. Yas, right? Yasum. Yasum. Krul. Yasum Krul. Yeah, I think... It sounds like something southern people do. Yeah. Like Like a bonfire. Yeah. What you guys doing tonight? We're going to do the Yasin awesome crawl. It's basically about a bunch of crawl dads and big old skillet. I boy, what you do is you, what you do is you just cut the turtle out of the turtle shell, use the turtle shell as your boy, and that's a Yasin crawl. <laughs> <laughs> but you basically, basically boil a bunch of crawfish. Yeah, but you do a bunch of crawfish, and then what you do is you boil some CB on top of it, and then you got yourself a Yasin crawl. You got about cayenne pepper, lemon pepper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back at you guys in just a second. Hang tight. All right, we're back. Hi. Down, down, down. Red Knight going down. Uh, we're breaking down the Yasum Crawl Red Knight. Yeah. Which, uh, ironically enough, I had smoked this cigar... When was it? Last, early last year? Maybe even earlier than that. It's the first time I had it. There was like a little bit of buzz in the industry about this cigar, but it was, at the time, it was pretty small, like in terms of boutique. I think it was like the only release they really had out yet. Now there's other releases that they've put out since then, and one that I really do want to try. They have what's called the Nug, which is the CBD-infused cigar that he makes. Oh, interesting. I like CBD for purposes of pain management which I use on the frequent because I do get beat up a lot. 
um, being smaller in stature and playing in hockey, it usually does a number on my body. So I was like, man, I could take two things medicinally, the medicinal aspects of it. And of course I love smoking cigars, blend those two together and boom, you've got a magical experience. It's a magical experience. So I've always wanted to try that cigar. Um, so since then other iterations of cigars, but the red Knight was the first release that had come out. Now the guy who makes these can't pronounce his name. Pretty sure it's Scandinavian. He's an interesting looking gentleman. Kind of like his look. He looks like a kind of a fun Buddha <laughs> teddy bear look. He looks like a grizzly bear or a black bear mixed with Buddha, which is pretty cool. I'm going to call him Buddha bear. But he just looks fluffy and fun. Like you could just nestle yeah. up right into his shoulder oh, and yeah. just talk about Big all things. teddy bear. Just talk about all things cigars just nestled up yeah. in his little nook. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited to break this down because I had smoked it before, but I didn't review it in the t- at the time. And then fast forward like a year and a half, here we are. We're going to actually finally break this bad boy down. Yeah, I, I'm excited. This was named after one of my favorite movies, which I loved. Um, but uh, I don't want to spoil it, you know? Yeah, don't spoil it. I don't want to spoil it yet. Because you guys don't even know what the name of the cigar is yet. No one knows. Because this is like a pulp. This is like a... Uh, I pretended for such a long time that people didn't know what we were smoking and then didn't realize that I go back and actually record the first. So we don't, I don't record the intro first. I record the intro last. Yeah. And the intro always includes the name of the cigar, but we always pretend halfway through the episode that it's a surprise. But what you people need to understand, this is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. This is like a Pulp Fiction. We jump chapters. We're jumping back and forth. So technically... Even though the movie isn't chronological to time, we're looping. We're we're jumping back and forth. We're loopers. Yeah. Which, ironically enough, both movies star Bruce Willis. And right now, technically, you don't know what this cigar is, and neither do we. Yeah, we have no idea. We've actually never smoked it before. Right. But we're gonna review it. Yes. But we'll end up coming back to it at a later after date. we had already reviewed it. Right. Right. Exactly how that's gonna go. Now, this is the Red Knight. This is the first cigar that was produced by this organization. But before we get into it, Chris, how do we break these things down? Oh, brother, I'm glad you asked that. Each cigar review starts with a total of 60 possible points and is broken down into three main categories. You know, it's weird. I find myself with these long, verbose introductions to these reviews. I feel like, I feel like there's a simpler way. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But not today. Um, 10 points for construction, 20 points for burn, and 30 points for taste. We then deduct points for less than optimal construction, burn, and flavor, and see if the cigar is worth the price for a possible 1% bonus or deduction. And then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of 60. Hell yes. Now, what is the cigar comprised of? Here we go. Another fucking Ecuadorian Habano. We can't get away from them. We're not doing it on purpose. Mixed in with that and the binder is Mexican San Andreas Nicaraguan binder. What's the filler, though? We don't know. Undisclosed. I don't know. We have no idea what's in it. We don't know what they're doing over at that factory. We don't know if there's pesticides in there. We don't know what the components are made of. We don't even know if we're smoking tobacco. We could be smoking something completely different. Yeah. We have no idea. It's undisclosed. It could be dandelions. We just don't know. Yeah. The question is, is what we don't know, is it good? 
That's, that's true. what we're going to break down. That's true. So let's get into it. I actually literally put in here top secret. <laughs> we top smoked it. Secret. Did smoke it in a Robusto 5x50, obviously a very traditional Vitola. The one thing I like about this cigar yeah. is that it's usually pretty inexpensive. You're really not paying more than $8 for this cigar and typically paying right down in that $7 range depending on what state you're in. So really not a bad price on this cigar. Now let's get into the construction. Chris, what did you think overall? Um, I couldn't really tell when it came to the cap structure, but was this a double cap? I can't remember, but it was a pigtail cap. Yeah, and I feel like it was like doubled. Like it, it wasn't could, like a triple. It, it was... could have been. I have images. I can look yeah. through photos, but I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Anyways, it's pretty rigid construction. I love the look of it. Here's what I'll say. Even though we don't do points for labels and things like this, I felt like I was part of the Knight's Order. It's actually a really dope label. It's like perfect. For now, the there, and I will say this though, within the entirety of his lineup, no, none of the labels are consistent with one another. You know how some of them are like Tatuaje, obviously very consistent with yeah. the way that they label things. Um, who is another one that's like super consistent? Romacraft. Romacraft, obviously, my father, right? There's consistency yeah. in the way that they label stuff, even to the degree we were talking about the Euro stuff and yeah. the CLE and the Asylum brand. All kind of the same look and feel. Yasun Kral, not the same look and feel. All vastly different from one another. So this one stands out on its own because none of the other ones in the lineup are anywhere near like this in terms of Can I just style mention, life. and I mentioned this a little bit earlier before we started recording. Every time I say Yasun Kral, I seriously imagine it's like the main villain in a Conan Destroyer movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like the... Like the squirrely Asian guy? Yeah. Like the, the squirrely Asian Mandarin the, guy? The, um, um, yeah. Yeah, that guy. A hundred percent. Totally agree. Um, the construction on mine was pretty fantastic. Actually, it was damn near perfect. It One was. thing I really liked about this cigar is it does have that nice, like on most Ecuadorian Habanos, what I've noticed, you have that nice little gloss, a little bit of sheen, but not, not overly extracted with oil. Just yep. a nice kind of glare to it, which is which is awesome. I thought construction-wise, this was amazing, and I do want to make sure that I mention this does have it does have a closed foot on the other end, which I said in a previous episode. I'm not a huge fan of most of the time, but as of recent, I've been a really huge fan of just getting that extra tobacco rush up front. Totally. But construction-wise, I think it this was thing great. was damn was near flawless. Yeah, it was a perfect score. And you know, I appreciate when you pull off a label and you're not ripping ripping off any flesh. Yeah, this one's actually is was pretty good yeah. as far as like ease of removing. Like no issues, no challenges, nothing like that. It's a great cigar overall in terms of construction and quality. Totally. In my opinion, for 7 bucks, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah. So what did you think about the uh the burn overall? Well, the burn was actually a pretty consistent burn as well um for uh this particular well-constructed cigar. Um light gray ash. Uh it was kind of a a 2-3 puffer, you know. I've been kind of trying to put numbers to it. You know, when you want that good old smoke. When you get the real good full draw. When you draw. get the real good full draw. Right. So I've been trying to do a uh, you know, good job of describing how many hits I usually hit on it before it gets sure. to a smoke level that I'm like, now that's a good smoke. Yeah. That's a good one. And it's about a 2-3 puffer. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, though, um, you know, we do the whole test, the five-minute whole test, where we just don't smoke it. We just stare at it. Yeah. We don't even smoke, we just stare at it. And uh 
it, you know, your mouth's watering. You're like, I just want to put you back in my mouth. Yeah. And you're just, you just don't, you know. Yeah, how many well, hold tests I fucked up because power. I just accidentally pick it back up and smoke it? Right. Oh, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. All the time. And I have to redo the fucking hold I test. I need to put it in like a lockbox or something. <laughs> then it's really not going to burn. I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we do the hold test just to make sure this is a good, even, consistent, reoccurring burn you know i don't i don't know how to put it just we just you always want it to keep burning you know right uh, and so did it pass the whole test yes it did but then you got these moments where you're you're like oh my god like that's a good burn like it's you know it's easy it's effortless it passed the whole test like it's going it's a champ like you're you're over the hump right you're going down the hill now right Sometimes going down the hill, you go too little. You go a little too fast. Mm. You go a little too fast, and you trip. Ooh, you trip and you tumble. And I stumble. And you scuff up. A good knee burn, huh? Yep. And when you get up, you 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 look up and you're like, I'm no longer moving, because you just fucking ate shit. This is what this one did. <laughs> it got it started spring down the hill, thinking this was gonna be a no. It's gonna be easy breezy. Ate some shit. Yeah, ate some shit running down the hill. Tripped, fell up, got up. Kind of like the dwarf probably did. Mm. And, you know, just like, I need attention. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? And you, and you realize you've got, you got a dead baby. Oh, yeah. No one ever wants a dead baby. Don't want a dead baby. So uh, this one you get thrown in prison, and then you have to, you know, like, recall all these horrendous moments of neglect and, you know, reconciliation of how you move forward after you get out of prison. But the bottom line is you have to relight. And any part of that, did you feel that your explanation was a little overboard for what occurred in this cigar? Yeah, totally. It's just, you know, you do one relight is what I had to do. Yeah. I, I literally had the same issue and, and I was just going to read from my notes and go, I had one outage not explained by pitting and the final third had to relight. Yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Just like that? It was, but I didn't, I think. Just like I the, the, the hill analogy and the, the going to prison? I don't think and I. the crying baby? Um, yeah, the same thing? I don't know if I needed to, to go. To, I don't know that I needed to go that far. You people know what I'm talking about, right? I could have just explained it away in, in you know, I think you're like the, 10 seconds. I think you're the odd man out here. Sure. I think everybody else who smoked the Yasum Kroll can, you know, equate their experience to what I just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so minus right, so, one point. So it did sound like <laughs> minus one point here. It did sound like we yeah. had the exact same experience, perhaps even close to the exact same it time. Was, I would say, yeah. I explained my away in five seconds. You took a minute and fifty-four seconds to explain yours away. So sure. congratulations. Thank you. Um, flavor, perhaps the most important part of the cigar, and the one that we put the most points towards because this is. A make or break. Yeah. What did you think about the flavor overall? What a very consistent flavor profile. What a very consistent. You know, we haven't had, at least I haven't really had the true roller coaster experience that we've talked about in past episodes in a long yeah. while. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. These have been all very very consistent cigars for mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. This one is no, you know no different really. Um, this is kind of a bitter nutty kind of creamy on the get go type of cigar. I'm not quite sure. I'm so intrigued by what the fillers are, but this does not strike me as a very heavy strength cigar. Um, 
there's little there's little notes of of you know spiciness here and there but all in all it's just a kind of a mild medium cigar with just some real earthy notes to it i think the most notable flavor of it in in my opinion was probably the more nutty <laughs> flavor but uh i'm i'm intrigued by what it is i really am what i thought was strange about this cigar to me was i actually thought it was a bit much in terms of pepperiness up front. Mm-hmm. I think part of that has to do with that closed foot. Oh, totally. Again, yeah. you get the flavor rush up front, but it seemed like there was a bunch of little peppery punches throughout the cigar. Like there's, to me, in moments of the cigar where I was like, oh, okay, this, like, this piece that I got initially is kind of reintroduced. I do agree with you in terms of it actually being a very earthy cigar. Mm-hmm. That I agree with wholeheartedly. To me, that is probably what I got the most out of this cigar than I did anything else in terms of flavor. It's weird though too, because sometimes it comes with a little left jab of subtle sweetness, but as quick as it comes in, is as fast as it fucking punch. moves away. It's weird, I don't know. There's, there's components of this cigar I thought were really good that I wanted more of, and there was a lot in this cigar that were represented very frequently that I wanted less of. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like, a little bit of a flip-flop would have occurred. I think I would have enjoyed the cigar a lot more. Now, I'm not saying it was bad. I just think, for me personally, the pepper punches and the lack of balance in terms of like sweetness, yeah. something to really kind of flip that on its head, yeah. I thought was it's just lacking to me. You know, I, I, would, I, I do agree with that. Um, the best way I can put it into an analogy that's less than two minutes is that it's like the Backstreet Boys, right? They're all good singers. They equally can carry themselves. But as a quartet, they're amazing together. Very well balanced, right? Right. In this particular blend, I agree with you. There was moments where you had the standout Nick come up front center stage. Yeah. And you realize, ah, he's not that good of a singer, but he's like front and center right now. It's like, right. I, don't want, I don't want you to be singing solo right now. Yeah. That's kind of like the spice level on it. It's weird. It like kind of took over center stage. I, I agree with that. It's not a heavy, spicy cigar. No, by it's any just peppery. It's I just, don't even want to call it spicy. Yeah, it's just it's peppery. Just, it just kind of like took front and center here and there. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. It's, to me, it was, it was just almost, I think the balance, again, could have been flipped. Like yeah. I think you could have introduced more of something throttled back on the pepper and I think what you would have done is actually created a better balanced yeah. cigar. Now, I understand that that's challenging to do. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that this cigar was bad. It's just for my particular preference, yeah. I think this cigar, it had the makings. It had all the right people in the band. Yeah. But they're not singing at the right times. No. I would agree. I would say this is one of those circumstances that um, if, if I were Simon Cowell, I'd be like, you need to get rid of Dominic. Because right when he came out front of stage, like, I wanted that away. Right. You know. Right. He just like. I do love how Simon Cowell will call out the weakest link. He like, totally You guys does. would be awesome if you didn't have that guy. If you didn't have that guy. They did that on that dance show, too. Do you remember yeah. the one that, um, who's the, uh, Mario Lopez? Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to, I think he used to be the host of that dance show on like whatever MTV was. And yeah. I remember they'd have all these incredible dancers, but they all had like one week link. And I remember the judges going, well, if you didn't have Debbie over here, <laughs> you guys would be amazing. You yeah. either need to get rid of Debbie or you need to put someone else in there that's a better dancer than Debbie because Debbie doesn't have it. Debbie, I think you need to find a new profession. You know? Yeah. Ugh. 
It's great when a single person gets called out. I don't out. think dancing is where you need to be spending your time. The best part, though, is is they always got rid of Debbie. Yeah. They were never like, no, Debbie's our friend. We'll make her better. They're like, Debbie's ruining our lives. Get rid of her. Debbie, I don't think you know this, but you're trying to be a dancer and your right foot is pigeon-toed. Yeah. Like, that's not going to do great for balance, Debbie. Yeah. You're also missing half your pinky toe. Right. Like, most people have a heel. You don't have one. Yeah. You're basically balancing on the ball of your foot at all times. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, anyway, so back to the cigar. I thought it was good. It was good. I don't think it was great. I thought it was, to me, it was, it was okay. And honestly, I'm more intrigued about a di- smoking this in a different Vitola. Because I think, like, they have the Toro in this. I'm almost more intrigued about the Toro because I think the areas of which and the times of which I really enjoyed this cigar may be a little bit more pronounced in a Toro size as opposed to what you would consider a, a fairly small Robusto. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that would be an interesting um, uh, A-B test. I agree. I agree. An interesting A-B test. But I thought overall, I mean, there wasn't anything about the cigar that I didn't like. It just, to me, was like, for 7 bucks or seven fifty is a great $7.50 cigar. Oh, It's 100%. definitely one I'd smoke again. I'd go to a humidor. I'd pick one up and smoke it, especially if I'm being budget conscious. This is a great cigar to do that with. So in terms of that, construction was amazing. Burn was pretty, pretty optimal yeah. minus, you know, uh, you and I having the same one challenge, the same issue. Yeah. And then I thought the flavor was, it was okay. It was, it was pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. Um. That said, is it worth seven fifty? Of course, yeah. Corey, I mean, it's, there's it's no hands down. It. It's hands down worth the money. Hands totally, down. W- totally worth it. As a matter of fact, you know, you could really, and in some states, you probably do based upon taxes. I had mentioned earlier, you'd probably pay eight dollars for the cigar, and it'd be worth the eight dollars. I am curious because I gave my flavor. I did like the flavor, and even some of those slightly awkward peppery moments. Yeah, I didn't mind them per se. Um, but they were mildly awkward. Uh, I ended up giving mine a 25 out of 30. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I ended up giving it a 24 out of 30 in terms of flavor. Okay. I was just curious. So what was your score overall? I gave it a straight 90%. So I'd say between the two of us averaged out, we're looking at an 89 score on this cigar. And I think that's very appropriate. Yeah. I'd given both you and I in terms of like just hashing it out and discussing it agreeing of course on the construction yeah having the same issues with the burn which is kind of weird i think almost in the same spots probably on the cigar yeah and then really just trying to figure out and walk through the goods and the bads of the flavor because there is some shining moments in the cigar again i just think it lacks a little bit of balance i don't think it lacks complexity i think it lacks balance um but overall Enjoyed the cigar. I think 89 is a, a good represented score for this. Who's the, who's the kind of retarded blonde hair kid in One Direction? Um, not Harry. Harry Styles is... He's the front man, mostly. Yeah, he's a weirdo, but he's... God, he's got a hell of a voice. I forget. I forget the dude's name. All I he's know like the second best one, right? The blonde one? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Just take the blonde one. He's your spice in the cigar. Just get rid of him. Replace him in the band. Yeah. Well, you could do that too, for sure. I don't think the fans will be pissed. Yeah, definitely not. Now, it'd be cool if there was like a Red Knight too. Right. That'd be kind of cool. Ooh, a Black Knight. Ooh. See, I was, I, maybe I'm a sucker for it, but I love brands who create themes. 
So totally, where Yasum yeah. Crawl does not create themes for anything. Yeah. Although if you do look at the new label on the Nug, it actually looks very similar. Only its teal looks very different, or looks very similar to the the Red Knight, but vastly different from all the other labels that they have on their cigars. But I love the consistent. One thing I really love about Tatuaje is the consistency and branding. Oh yeah, I'm just a huge fan. You of can that. tell it's a. My father's probably my favorite. Like I think they just stand out. I just super stand out. Always looks even great. Fuente, which I despise. Fuente, mostly. but it's like super old school. LFD does a little bit in terms of creating consistency yeah. around like logos and labels and stuff. But yeah. there's some that do it better than others for sure. Yeah, totally. There's some that are intermixed. There's some where it's like, hey, we're just gonna throw out this new thing. And there's some that you know, like Crown Heads is a perfect example. Yeah. Right? They have consistency around like things like the LC line and some others. But for the most part, they're just kind of all over the place. It's like the corsage of prom. You know, mm. that's what the labels are. These, these little fancy accents. You know, yeah. just say, look at me. Nice little croissage. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'll be all fancy. Yeah. Look at me. I'll be fancy. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if that six-year-old wet the bed? You know what I want to do? That 18-year-old. I want a dwarf wrangle. Dwarf wrangle. I think that should be a thing. Like hog time? Yeah, I mean, don't kill them. Don't try not to hurt them. But, I mean, wouldn't it be cool to have, just imagine this. Okay. Right? Imagine you're in the middle of Texas. All right. You got 20 acres. All right. Right? You take, let's say, not 20 acres. You have 2,000 acres. All right. And you take 100 dwarves. Okay. And you go out on horseback, and you just wrangling dwarves. If they're feral, yeah. They just... Teach you how to rope them, right? Yeah. It's like a whole fucking experience. And show you how to wrangle cattle. We're going to wrangle some dwarves. I mean, if they're... Because here's the thing, and you know as well as I do. Yeah. I don't do well around midgets. I don't do well around dwarves. I get That's anxiety. True. That's true. I get anxiety. And I don't like it. Now, this is an inherent part of who I am. Don't blame me for that. I've worked really hard on trying to get past it. It's been a difficult, challenging point in my life. Yeah. Now, if something like dwarf wrangling existed... Because they have dwarf and midget wrestling, right? You have your thing. They have midget porn. Give me midget dwarf wrangling. I'm just saying. I'll pay you a ton of money to do it. It's kind of like a combination of those people that dress as pets. Uh, are you talking about pup play? Yeah, pup play. Well, we'll call them pug play because they're more like pugs. <laughs> you know? You don't think Natalia had a cute face? Oh no! I mean, she's she's got a certain cuteness about her. I guess I, what I think is weird is she does have that um that weird stubbly toddler body. Uh, yeah, but has like an adult mouth. Yeah, <laughs> so it's strange looking at her. It's, and she has adult eyes. She looks like a doll. You were right with the whole Chucky reference for sure. But if somebody could figure out a way to legally do dwarf wrangling, I'm in. I think that's a day that the earth like just <laughs> goes under everything the, like, goes apocalypse. Down. everything just goes downhill <laughs> yeah the moment that happens like we're in the apocalypse i want to announce to the world we have finally put legislation forth to legalize dwarf wrangling <laughs> and everything just starts exploding <laughs> tidal waves going over the fucking earth <laughs> asteroids slamming into us <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's when uh if there's a god, that's when God's just like this kill is it. fucking ridiculous. Fucking kill it. They are way too far <laughs> gone. <laughs> there's no going back. 
All right. Well, I did say that I had something that I wanted to do, but we're we're kind of cutting it close on time, so I'll save it for next time. Sure. But this was very fun. This is a good episode. I feel really re-energized. I came into this not feeling great. I'm not gonna lie. Face is a little puffy. I've drank the past few days. I just like I'm. I need to. I need to exhaust some things from my body. But came in here with a lot of creative energy, and I like that. <laughs> a lot of dark energy <laughs> a lot of dark energy yeah, for sure <laughs> um but anyway that concludes episode 119 it's kind of crazy that i was thinking about it the other day i was like what episode are we are i thought we were on 120 and i was like oh we're on 118 i was like but fuck we're close to 120 oh at 120 we gotta smoke weed dude right smoke weed every day dude if we if we ever get to 420 yeah oh, it's 420 be a very special episode it's 420 if right excuse me anyway all right we have some shit to do yeah and i do want to make an announcement that we will have and today which is not today that you're listening but it's today as in it is saturday today we are setting up for and we'll be conducting it tomorrow our very first video for cigar smoking and pairing with alcohol now i've said before and i've told this to a lot of people have messaged me they're like, why don't you do pairings? Because, motherfuckers, I don't know that much about alcohol. And I know a little bit about cigars. I don't know shit about alcohol. Most of our time is spent reviewing a cigar. Right. Not, not figuring out what it. goes with it. Right. But we will have somebody here with us that I consider an expert in this area who's really going to kind of break it all down for us. So we will be releasing that video probably within the next week or two. Um, editing and production time But I pending. will call bullshit if he's full of shit. Yeah. We'll call it. Definitely call them out on bullshit. Which could also be just as entertaining. But I think it's actually going to be really fun. So we have that coming up. Uh, recap of last week. So we released, what did we do? The, uh, the CLE Connecticut, as far mm-hmm. as the podcast. Uh, released the JFR, which is just for retail. I also said just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Because these things are fat dongers. It is Casa Fernandez, uh, Agarnorsa. Um, so you can check out the review online right now. There's some press release stuff that came out as well. So you can check all that out at www.hotticketweekly.com. And don't forget, sign up for our newsletter because once you sign up, you just check mark in the box for Chris to smoke from his butthole. But the good thing is I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty confident from where we currently We stand. don't have a lot of signups. I no. don't think a lot of people wanted to see you smoke from your asshole. I thought it would be... Something that people were going to jump on board for. Come on. And I think they're just like, I don't want to see it. Come on, people. Do you think I'm literally going to show you my butthole? I think people, I would say given what you and I have done in the past, people are fully expecting to see your little brown. Uh, well, maybe. We are going to brown town. Yeah. Here's the reality. Can't show a butthole on Instagram. Yeah. Can't show a butthole anywhere unless it's a porn site. Right. So we ain't going to show any buttholes. So but if anybody had trepidation, the fact that they didn't want to see Chris's anus, yeah. don't worry. But if you wanted just to visualize for a moment without actually seeing the video, just imagine a sunken in cupcake with a lot of chocolate icing on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. And with that, let's conclude episode 119. We'll be back with everybody next week for episode 120. See, see you guys. Ya. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. How can you get a hold of us? You can get a hold of myself on Instagram at the Hot Ticket Pod. You can get a hold of Chris on Instagram at Hot Ticket Chris. Please also, if you could, visit our website, hotticketweekly.com, for news, reviews, interviews, and more. And please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. 
In addition to being on iTunes, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, anywhere where you can find podcasts. Again, thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back at you next week.